Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk about toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Scotty here, the villain for hire, and I'm in the driver's seat for episode 264. Joining me in the Toy Power studio, we have Big Sexy. G'day, g'day. And Paco. Hello, hello. That's not yes. a very Spanish accent, I apologise. Paco. Hey, Paco, Cisco, Pancho. So... Guys, I've left the name off the list today. We're uh, missing in action is Hollywood Cucarelli. He's just he's just so interested in politics. He's sitting home watching the election right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's no. all he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. right. As the as we record this episode, the Australian federal <laughs> election is underway. Um, we actually do have a result. I'm not going to bore anyone with the result of the election, but I've got to say, I'd even rather be sitting home watching the election than doing this. <laughs> Oh, okay, maybe not, wow. maybe not. How, where else would you want to be but recording with these two <laughs> legends, hey? That's it. There's some juicy uh, news topics we've got for you this afternoon, and we've also got a roundup of the new WandaVision, I mean Doctor Strange <laughs> 2, <laughs> uh, yeah, movie. So, yeah, that's what we've got to unpack tonight. Three, two, one. Cue music. Transform and roll out. Would you ever believe that Lego are now sporting that tagline with their Optimus Prime? So good. Operation number 10302. Optimus Prime is 1,508 pieces. It's going to set you back 170 USD. This Optimus Prime looks absolutely magnificent in Lego form. And the fact that he can transform without removing any pieces whatsoever oh. is engineering genius, in my opinion. I think, I, I believe it's done, been done plenty of times before. Mega Constructs have done yep. it. Creo lots did of, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Lots of um, MOC uh, creators have uh, yep. done it. And uh, now they've done it in this beautiful black packaging that said, you know, sort of signature adult line thing and uh he just looks fantastic he comes with a jetpack which is pretty cool not something that i must need for g1 optimus but it, it falls a welcome yeah. addition it falls in that reign of like coming from i think the first two or three episodes yeah. of the show yeah. he's like, used the same with the energon axe that really only appears in like that oh, first I, three I love it though. but everybody yeah. goes yeah, yeah that's iconic that's yeah. it he comes with his massive pulse cannon which it looks super cool and he comes with of course the matrix of leadership because it isn't optimus prime without yeah. that so these are just some of the things that he comes with he is yeah phenomenal and i believe it's only going to be a matter of milliseconds before this guy is released and then there's kits online of how to build his trailer oh yes oh, good call wow good yeah. call absolutely and, and then it'll be deep dive to the little uh, runner the six-wheeled yes. runner and mm-hmm. all that uh, you know it'll just the, the the depth of this is just astronomical 
And yeah, I just this is a fantastic move in my opinion. Like, and Lego don't do things half ass. Like, mm. they you know they teased it yeah. and then bang, the next day it yeah. was out. People had it in hand in reviews. There were YouTube videos. There was everything, and it was just so many glorious photos. And one of my uh, things was like, oh, I want to see it with Voltron. Bang. There it is, mm-hmm. of side by side the uh, Lego Voltron, and he is in fact quite a bit t- shorter, which I think is the correct yeah. proportion for the uh, bots. But yeah, uh, I just think this is fantastic. And who in this room? We're all Lego fans. Yep. We're all Transformer fans. Who in this room is down for one? I'm down. I'm You're down. down. Like I, I don't have a lot of Lego in my room, partially because of space. But the pieces I have are the really iconic. I've got the Batmobile. I've got the Arkham uh, Asylum. Um, and now I'm going to have Optimus Prime. Nice. The yep. other thing that uh, about, you mentioned about scale, they had some other photos of him next to like your MP10s and even your MP, oh, yes, MP1. Yes, yes, Bigger than MP1. Oh, wow. So that, that gives you an idea. Bigger as, than MP1. Um, MP1's a big figure. MP10 and onwards, they scaled okay. it down. Um, so that 170 US, what are we talking, 250 almost yeah, Australian by the yep. time you get it here with shipping? Yep, yep. That's, that's a steal in my opinion. Like... MP1 was upwards of three hundred dollars yeah. at the time. Yep, and you know almost impossible to find now. Two fifty for something that's bigger, yeah. and you can yep. you build it yourself and it yeah. transforms. Yeah, hundred percent done. If we had the soundbite ready, lads, I would be firing up the "Shut up and take my money." Yeah, oh, oh, you fun. should have told me earlier. I could yeah. do that shit now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit on the fence. Like Re, actually, we went to uh, down to Marion. They've got a Lego store there, yeah. and she actually said, "Oh, you know, I was thinking for your birthday, we could get I could get uh, Lego Optimus Prime." I'm like, oh wow, that's you know, like wow, I hadn't uh. hadn't hadn't talked any presents yet and things, and I sort of like oh. Part of me actually wants to say I I'd prefer Voltron over Optimus. Like you don't have I don't have either. Voltron. I don't yep. have no. Yep. I don't have uh, either. Um, obviously, I don't have Optimus. But yeah, I, I it's part of me wants to get Voltron because I think he he's more iconic in my eyes than Optimus. You know, oh, you know that's a no, huge no, no, call. No, in, when it comes to iconic robots, be, no, no, no. Because like uh, <laughs> I th- I just think I'd get more excitement building all the five lines and having you know I could yeah. I just in, in not uh, iconic wasn't the right word. I get uh, you. Hey, G one, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was Soundwave, ah, this would be story. an absolutely Ooh. no brainer. Well, well, I would I would be, you know, forking out my own cash to to buy one. Well, then so. that begs the question: Is this just a one off? Do they go oh, now? I, I think a G one Megatron's kind of out of the question. Yeah, it's, it's, a gun. it's happening. You reckon? Yeah, oh, absolutely. This is going to fly off the shelves. Sure, and Lego already understand this. They know this from the hype online. Mm. And if they are not already sitting down, those marvellous Lego creators, the builders, the engineers, if they're not already starting to formulate a Megatron, a Soundwave, a Starscream, the four really important uh, Transformers, I think they're crazy. I think they're missing out on money. You don't think the G1 Megatron presents a problem being a gun that would... I don't think it'll be a gun. It'll be a tank or uh, something like that. It's not going to be G1 then. Yeah, I know, but but they'll they'll find it. It'll look G1-ish in Mm. its uh, robot form and then it'll transform into something different. Yep, fair. I think Bumblebee's probably the other one. It'll be a smaller scale and therefore Mm, a smaller price tag. Yeah, more affordable for the younger. Yeah, that's right. uh, Yeah. No, I, I think I would love to see it. I'm not holding my breath for other characters, but uh, something I would absolutely love to see for sure. Hey, so guys, 
every news episode, we are contractually obliged to mention <laughs> McFarlane Toys. And without missing a beat, yes, we have a McFarlane Toys release. They have come forward with an accessory pack and if, um, a munitions pack to fill the void created by Warner Brothers. That's the essentially yeah parent but, company of DC. But, yeah. they ha- but you look on this pack, it's for Spawn. But we all know it's for DC. It's just oh, it, basically they're guns for seven-inch figures. Yeah. So, so what you, what the end user does with yes, them is completely right. up to them. So all the promo shots are with Spawn-related Spawn. ca- uh, characters, but we all know it's for... Yes. Yes. Said, you mean you can give brothers. Deathstroke a gun? Get out of town. Oh, look, you've got Red Hood. You've got Grifter. Yeah. All figures that have been announced in the last two or three months missing the most important accessory that we all understand so should be yeah. with them. They've even got, like, trigger hands with no guns. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we've got all sorts of weaponry in here. We've got handguns. We've got extended barrel revolvers, shotguns, Uzis. We've got rocket launchers. <laughs> it looks like an AK-47 and a... You name it, yeah. it's there. It's Grenade a wonderful launcher. selection. You've got pistols with silencers, uh, your regular pump-action shotguns. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm pretty hyped. And, and like, I, I'd like to just get this just to arm up, you know, my um, Arnie from Predator or something, yeah. you know, Dutch and things. Like, just so I can, like, really beef him out. You know, if I buy a Terminator or something like that and loose and he doesn't come with a gun, yep. bang, I've got a shotgun ready for him or something. I think it's know? a photographer's dream because it gives you so many options yeah. for no matter what sort of figure it is. You think of like from the Marvel side, like Punisher and these yeah. sorts of guys. Yep. It's uh, it's a no-brainer. Right. Yep. There's 15 weapons included in the pack and we're looking at a 14.99 USD price tag with a release date of July 2022. And and one other thing I want to add in here is there's beautiful paint apps on these guns. Like, you know, the, the pistol and things, it's got silver, the uh, gr- handle grip is black, and then the silencer is another shade of black, which I just think that is that extra little bit attention of attention detail. detail that people always cry and whinge about, and bang, everything's here in a um, nice little sealed, affordable pack. And while we're on the DC side of things, uh, we've got the page punches also from McFarlane coming up. We have spoken about the first iteration of these in an earlier episode where you were getting that two and three quarter inch to three inch figure with a comic book. Well, the next version of this sees a full scale seven inch McFarlane figure coming with its own comic book. It's almost like it's 2002 all over again <laughs> with the first iteration of the Toy Biz Marvel Legends. Correct, correct. This is uh, this is really interesting. It's um, reading the discourse about these people. Some people are just like, oh, yeah, that was always going to happen. And I'm like, is it though? Like, cause, uh, To me, the page punches, the original concept was it's to get kids into into comics, which is where all this lovely source material comes from. Cheap figures, a low, low price point. Now, to your point, Scotty, it is. It's, it's like we've gone back in time. Um, and, yeah, it's a very interesting choice. I'll be curious to see how these do on the shelves because, no doubt, they're going to run a bit more expensive than your average figure because they're coming with a comic book as well, right? Well, these are going to be reprints. I don't think they're going to be original artwork and concepts. No, so. true. But, I mean, you're getting more in, the, like, you think of your standard DC Multiverse box even, like it's going to be a difference. Anyway, interesting to see. But in this first wave, we get uh, Superman and a Batman because we always do. Uh, we get Black Adam, which is a very cool-looking figure, looking almost a bit like his Injustice-style character. Um, and we get Constantine as well, which is a nice surprise. Um, so these all four, from what I can gather, they all come with the same issue. And because the uh, 
the style of these characters is based on the cover art of that particular issue. Ah, right. Okay. So, yep. um, yeah, so whether they um, where they continue that with a wave two and it's obviously a different comic for yep. another four figures, sure. yeah, it'd be yep. interesting yep. to see. Very wise bringing out something from Black Adam given that his film is meant to come out soon. Mm. You know, I don't know, shout out to Dirty Uncle Mitch, but, uh, yeah, this movie is going to come out sooner or later, uh, so why not create the hype now and yep. get new uh people, you know, new fans on, on board and know a bit more about the character before yep. the movie comes out. 100%. Speaking of new characters, the boys from the Marvel Legends Hasbro team did another of their live streams. This one's on, one was on Instagram, I believe. Um, it was a bit of a bits, uh, bits and pieces one, some figures that were rounding out some already announced ways, but there's a couple of always really tasty surprises in here. We get Sharon Carter as she appeared in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. Uh, she falls into that uh, What If Ultron wave, which I think comes with his head. So it's nice to know that uh, Ultron has all the pieces. Uh, we get a classic War Machine done on a very retro Iron Man uh, inspired card, which is looking very, very cool. Like that a looked sick. The purple man. background I, on it. Yeah. That, that spoke to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very, very 90s. Very cool. Uh, we get Fire Lord now. Yes! <laughs> Scotty was very excited about this. He was messaging me, and I'm like, who the hell is Fire Lord? Like, tell me more <laughs> about I don't know nothing about this character. Fire Lord, of course, is another Herald of Galactus. Because that's what he needs, more Heralds. Of course. I think the guy's got a baker's dozen of, of him <laughs> in his back pocket. Yeah, obviously with a big fella coming out later this year, let's load him up with as many Heralds as we can. Makes perfect sense. That one is on the retro uh, Fantastic Four sort of card back as yeah, well, it so it'll oh. fit in with the other releases quite nicely. Yep. We get a Sentinel, but no, not the big one. These are, This is to scale with the 3.75-inch line, so it is probably close to a 6-inch figure, but it maintains that uh, limited articulation that you see on those smaller figures. So yep. Yep. it scales quite nicely. Um, but then the, uh, the really tasty stuff... We get a Japanese Toei Spider-Man. So if you've ever seen the Japanese Spider-Man TV show, this is that. Um, very cool. He's got the wrist gauntlet and his face mask sort of um, represents that. It's actually got, uh, you know, Japanese characters and titles on the actual box. Very cool. We get, uh, Scotty, do you want to take this one? Oh, here we go. Right out of left field. I mean, way out in left field. <laughs> we have the Bombastic Bagman. <laughs> Now, so, if I were to ask you guys who is a bombastic bagman, am I getting blank looks? No, no, I know who that is. That is a character from Fantastic Four wearing a brown paper bag, and one would call him Spider-Man if uh, they were deep enough cut knowledge. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Tell me, Ben, does your knowledge extend to understanding why Spider-Man is wearing uh, the costume? Did, he get, did his uniform get stuffed up or something and he had to, uh, hide, you know, hide himself or something and he was in it was something to do with I believe like hiding his secret identity but wanting to be part of the Fantastic right. Four right okay um, I think there was there was something about the costume the though. animated series and that's where I got I, honestly those 90s animated series yeah. I got that's where I learned most of my uh, Marvel yeah, knowledge right. and, and yeah. yeah so characters like you know um, yeah so certain characters like Mojo um, uh, what's his name how do you pronounce it Mojo 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 i know him from mm. the X-Men series yep, and things sure. like So, yeah, uh, they are hold up beautifully. So. They do. Mm. 
Cool, how, story, cool story, guys, but you're wrong. Nah, you're I wrong. knew it. <laughs> you were too so, quiet. Look, I'm going to give you the long version rather than the... Uh, sorry, the short version. <laughs> rather than the long version, we all understand uh, that Peter Parker was the first person infected with the Venom symbiote suit, the black mm-hmm. suit that came sure. from the Secret War storyline. Mm. Reed Richards was the first person to successfully remove Peter and the symbiote to separate the two of them. Now, while Reed has the symbiote, he's gone off to do nerd stuff with it and, un- and understand what it's all about. He's left Peter in the hands of Johnny Storm <laughs> to be looked after. And Johnny's just gone, mate, here's a crappy old Fantastic Four uniform. Sorry, no boots. Here's a bag to cover up your head while you're walking around the streets <laughs> or slinging home. And as Peter turns around to walk away, Johnny slaps a kick-me sticker on the back of him, and off he goes. And that, that's where it all comes from. Well, hang on, hang on. Let's rewind a second. I got <laughs> Spider-Man right. Mm-hmm. I got his uniform was damaged or whatever, so yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he had no uniform. Right. I, think, I think I'm almost close to full points Why, why do you have to wear the bag? Because he's got to protect his secret identity. That's so right. shut yeah. up, Scotty. We yeah. were right. Yeah. He could have been cosplaying. Why, why is he wearing the bag on his head? He could have been yeah. cosplaying to as anything. protect anybody. his secret identity. Yeah. If he's going to be like, because Spider-Man wears the normal mask, so he's got a, but though fantastic. But he's not wearing sport. a Spider-Man uniform, so. Yeah, but he's he still getting around identity. slinging webs, right? But is he? Doesn't he? Is he dumb enough to be slinging his way home <laughs> in a Fantastic Four uniform? He's dumb enough to not recognise there's a kick me sign That's on his it. back. Like. No spidey sense tingling on that. <laughs> he lives in New York. They've got the greatest public transport system in the world. He'll be home in 10 minutes on the subway. <laughs> now, Ben sort of uh, buried the lead on this one. Mojo is the final and a very exciting release they showed off in this live stream. This is actually a box set. It is annoyingly a Pulse exclusive, so that makes it a little bit harder to get. But it is very, very cool. If you know that storyline Ben's referring to, we get Mojo. This is the first time we've seen Mojo done since the old Toy Biz days where he was a builder figure. They had a side-by-side comparison. He dwarfs the original oh, one wow. cool. in terms of size. Yeah, so yeah. It's, uh, it's a tasty piece indeed. But if that's not enough, he comes with two other figures that are tied to that storyline. We get Longshot, finally, like... I think that's only his second ever figure. I think there's a Toy Biz one, and that's about it. And we get Dazzler in her... Uh, we've seen a figure similar to this, but was, I think she had the shorter hair going. They've changed up some of the effects pieces. And then this part I'm not familiar with. It comes with a, a, a chibi-style Wolverine character. Is that from the Mojo World storyline? Well, they, he was like a game... Not a game show host, but a TV presenter. So maybe he had... You know, pieces, I don't know. I, I'm making it up as I go. But, mm. you know, from what the animated series showed us, he was a game show host. and oh, Mojo? Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was he was channeling the, um, you know, all these new TV shows and things, with, including the X-Men and yeah. stuff. So maybe that was just a, you know, a, a point of to a reference. Yeah. yeah. Look, uh, the other cool thing I about this know. set is that it comes in this gorgeous packaging. They've done it really well. The whole thing looks like... An old school TV set, you know, the ones before you had remotes and stuff. Mm, yep. And it's got, you know, Mojo on the front of it. And then I believe it is either that box either slides off or it folds in half. And then you get two VHS style looking boxes that contain your Dazzler and your, your long shot oh, cool. figures. So right. it's sort of, you can go either way. You can display it as a box. You can display it as a pair of VHS depending on your your preference. So, yeah, uh, I think that one was somewhere in the order of like $150 US or something. So mm, it's okay. it's, it's going to be expensive to get. But 
You're getting two figures and, uh, and yeah, basically huge. a builder figure yeah. with it. Awesome. So is that awesome. something you're super keen on getting because you <sighs> sound pretty excited about it? Look, it's just because those figures don't come around that often. Mojo in particular, extremely hard to get on the, the secondary market if you're looking for the Toy Biz one. It's particularly complete and missing, you know, missing bits usually. Um, and Longshot uh, falls into that category. I don't know. He's a fish. Is he a mutant officially? Or is he just a guy who's comes got, from the X Men? So yeah, I because I, I, I think Longshot comes from Mojo World. But anyway, it, to me, I, I I remember both those characters from uh, from the early days. So look, I'm on a bit of a mutants kick at the moment yep, as far yep. as filling out that that X Men shelf, and they would do uh, very nicely. So I'm going to go through the pain of trying to uh, get a Pulse exclusive and get it shipped to Australia without selling my left foot. <laughs> <laughs> Rightio. All right, moving on to Thundercats. So we've got Wave 6, and they've gone a bit different. They've gone the vintage toy recolor, which we teased uh, last episode or mm. a couple of episodes ago. Uh, so, so Super 7 have revealed a new wave of Thundercats Ultimates. This time we have got the toy color variants of existing to- existing core characters, Liono, Mumra, Chitara, and Munkian. All are throwbacks to their LJN toys from the 80s. Retail is 55 USD and the ship date is 2023. So I can see Lion-O, Mumra being extremely different. Uh, Chitara and um, Monkeyan, I think, a bit of a pass in in my, you know, distant looking from yeah, a... Yeah, I think Monkeyan in particular, like, it's just, it is almost a straight recolor. The animation was large. You'd almost have class, yeah. classify him as a white sort of furred figure, right. whereas in the toys they really were the, the, the tan yeah. sort of look. Yep. Um, Chitara, I, I I can't even remember because Chitara was the one that was famously delayed from one yes. to two. Yep. So I'm, I'm struggling to remember what that figure yep. looked like Fair compared cool. to this. Yeah. And look, this one is super accurate um, to the toy. Um, but yeah, how different she is from the animation. I've got to say that Lion-O is really doing it for me. As someone who... Still has his original Lion O yeah. figure. Yep. I look at that and you go, damn, having yep. that in the full big scale yeah. with all the accessories, alternate heads, and all that fun stuff. I'm surprised we didn't get a homage to those little, uh, yeah, little the, ring the battery ra- things yep. that yep. would light up Lasers. eyes in, yep. the, in the back. Yep. Um, obviously not functional in these sorts of figures, but a, a little accessory like that would have been cool. But um, but like a base or something, you know, you can flatten it down into a base and they, you know, have them stand on it or something. Yeah. I yep. mean, any little. Paying homage to everything that came in the original with the packs toy, would yeah, have, exactly. Uh, yeah, but mm. I think these are really cool. I know Trent is hardcore. You know, got to got to collect gotta them all, them all. Uh, scenario. But um, yeah, I think this is a fantastic uh, pivot, and uh, may can may see the Thundercats classics uh, go continue. Ultimates. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's yep. a good uh, good money spinner for the company mm. for sure. All right, Legends of Dragonmore. We've uh, seen a few more. Shots now. So after a few setbacks and redesigns from Formo Toys, it is they are ready to share their actual shots of the Legends of Dragonor line. Previously, we have only seen teaser shots and mainly digital renders. So still waiting on pre-order details at this stage. And I have to admit, seeing them all in uh, proper, you know, production, photograph- production shots, yeah, not yeah. just artwork. Yeah. They do look pretty cool. Uh, so not something I'm ready to jump in on, but I. Respect where respect is due. I um give you know nod my head to it and uh, yeah agree mm. that they that, are pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, they haven't had to. I, I know we spoke about the uh, Pantera character, which was a bit of a 
um, Panthor sort of tribute. Yep. They yep. looks like they haven't changed that one up too much. They've probably adjusted that purple hue to be you know mainly in her like chest armor. Look, the one I'm loving is this divine the divine armor of power as it's yep. written on the picture there, yep. and that just. Uh, the color scheme sort of is Beastman esque, where it's sort of orange and red highlights with little little bits of blue in there. I don't know anything about the character in terms of this law, but it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely very powerful for sure. Yeah. Those color scheme is really cool. So we know Trent's in on this. Anyone, anyone else here keen to buy? Uh, probably not, man. I I rather put my money towards vintage and things like these I, are vintage. I know, I know, <laughs> but like, I'd rather you know. <laughs> The whole line, what is this, uh, three, six, seven figures, I'd yeah. rather put that total package into, uh, you know, a Dino Riders Quetzalcoatl. Well, that's know. the other thing. I'd be very yeah. curious to see on the price of these, given yeah. they're coming yep. from a, a smaller yep. player and shipping and all those sorts of wonderful yep. things. Yeah, and I, it's going to be another year or so until yeah, people have right. it in hand. So. Yeah, I've, I've considered uh, putting an order in for them, but it will be predicated on the price at the end of the day. Yes, 100%. All right, uh, now looking at our friends from the Loyal Subjects team. Now, they've released what they're calling their San Diego Comic-Con pack. Uh, it is, I'm not sure what shape uh, San Diego is sort of taking this year with COVID and the way it is in the US, but as always, we're starting to see some early leaks, or not leaks, releases of toys. This is actually, uh, it's a Bebop and Rocksteady 2 pack. This is from their uh, BST, was it AXN line, I think it is. And these are, they've done the turtles in these, they're probably closer to sort of a five inch scale figures. The reason I like these is because they're actually based on the original video, arcade video game. Now, you know, that that first end boss where, you know, the, the drill machine would come out of the floor and be up on Rocksteady. And this is almost the colors as they get more and more damaged, they go into this sort of color. So, so right, it is. that's what it is. So you look at it and go, well, those colors are weird. But that, you know, they start out the normal colors you would expect from a classic Bebop and Rocksteady. But then as they get closer to death and you, you've, you've done more and more damage, these are the sort of, oh my God, you've pissed me off colors. So you've got sort of muted oranges and pinks and the skin's this weird off tone. I really like them, to be completely honest, because if you, if you know, you know type thing. Yep. Yep. And yep. It's and a perfect San Diego Comic Con release. Yeah, doesn't break your collection to not have them. I mean, the obvious repaint is. I don't know if they've released these guys in regular colors already. I think I've only ever not seen. Not sure. It's probably coming turtles. up. Yeah, yeah, four turtles, a shredder, foot ninja, and then they're going to do Casey Jones. Oh, okay. So I think this is just the next evolutionary. Absolutely, step. Yeah, yeah. Really, so you know that the other one, the regular colored ones, are coming. Because yeah. um, they also come with their regular human heads, as you would see in the TV show, which is a nice little. A nice little nod, and we've spoken a number of times about how you know NECA choose to do their arcade coloring, and it's that pixel pixel art thing that you know possibly doesn't translate in a three D world. I think this is a nice way to do it. They've actually just got the full on color scheme over you know nicely nicely sculpted toys. So we'll see what happens there. Over at NECA, we have some Monster May ham. Uh, boo, <laughs> because it is May man. and it is mayhem. <laughs> so NECA have Damn just it. revealed new images and details for the upcoming Monster Mayhem with a tease of the box for their TMNT Monster Series. Donatello as the Invisible Man. Originally it was Michelangelo, wasn't it, in the Playmate series? Michelangelo was yep. yes, Invisible, correct. so they've continued to mix things up. I've only got 
images of the box. There's no uh, images because he's invisible. Hey, <laughs> it's the perfect Donatello figure. You don't actually have to look at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so say what you will about this. Uh, you know, the, all Raphael and everyone are getting high praise yeah. uh, for their, their um, monster series and stuff. Uh, obviously, this is still a little bit far off uh, being, you know, teased proper photos and things. They might do another, you know, video, slow uh, slow motion video thing that they've done with the some of the others, uh, Gargoyles and uh, April uh, Frankenstein's mm-hmm. Bride and Bride stuff. Yep. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens. But um, watch this space if you can catch the invisible Donatello. <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, some toys from Premium DNA. Now, these guys have been known for picking up uh, what would otherwise be considered sort of dead licenses and doing something with them. Um, they're doing Earthworm Gym toys. Now, I don't know, was this announced that they had this license or did this just come out of left field? I think it, they had the license and they mm-hmm. teased the logo of Earthworm right. Gym, right? Like back, this is the first reveal of it. Yeah, anything. sort of way back, you know, when they were saying, we've got Mad Balls, we've yes. got Barnyard Commandos, yep. we've got... Whatever else, and yep. you know, uh, uh, you know, all these lines and things. Some of them were obviously a lot uh, closer to production and uh, yep. concept than others. And this is the first time we're actually seeing visual representations of the Earthworm Jim uh, toy line. And honestly, I've got to say, oh, old, old mate Bob and number four, four. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob being the goldfish, and number four being the big uh, hunking. Ape-like cat, yep. right? Uh, just a just a grunt. The cat is just a grunt, because I've got that Playmates toy and I freaking love it. Nice. I've already put myself oh. down for a submission for Master Bob and Number Four because I, I'm denied about it. There's perfect renditions of because uh, every figure comes with alternate heads and yes. things like that. So there's perfect representations of uh, Bob the cat. Uh, having a face like he does in the uh, video games mm-hmm. and things, and very you know wide eyed and yellow eyed. Take off his armor; he looks like a naked cat, and then put on <laughs> his put on his armor, and uh, he looks exactly like the Playmates one with yep. a head to a replicate. Match. Yeah. The only reason I held off a little bit, like thought about it overnight, was he's got no accessories other than Bob. Uh, the uh, well, it's because he's such a huge thing. figure, exactly. Right? Yeah. He's he's got no big gun and no sword. But I'm like looking at him. He's just so ape looking and just so cool. And I, I truly do love the Playmates figure uh, so that I had to get it. Yeah. But I've already seen characters like uh, BC Talk and things like that already jump in on um, Earthworm Jim. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing is Earthworm Jim comes with a head and body pack, right? So Earthworm Jim, a uh, little peek behind the curtain, he is a worm inhabiting a large torso yeah. uh, muscle body. So for the first, in my uh, knowledge, the first time ever we have a body pack for old mate Earthworm Jim, just the Earthworm <laughs> character. So he comes with a body, and he comes with six different heads, all yeah, in different, all uh, you know, base. animated, yep. uh, you know, facial expressions. Even one that it just looks like you've been shot. It's, less, you're, it's you're, like the death scene, yeah, right? When yeah, you die end, in the video end, game, end game yep. sort of uh, death sequence. And he's just charcoal with a, a, a <laughs> big blinded wide look. Eyes. Yeah, but a, a huge eye. Just got burnt. Yeah, I, I don't know what's just happened, but I'm dead. <laughs> you know, I just think that's fantastic. And comes with Snot, his uh, little um, buddy type thing. And uh, other characters, you've got uh, the Psycho, I yep. think. Uh, 
what's his name? Uh, Profes- monkey for pro- a head. Pro- Professor Prof- Monkey for a head. Yeah. What? And again, <laughs> How bonkers is that, that figure? Yeah, that is yep. probably the, the most bonkers figure I've seen this year <laughs> in, in, over all the toy lines. And of course, uh, yeah, Bob, as we've spoken about. So uh, there's um, the crow, Psycho. He come. He is equally as cool. Uh, the, the original Playmates figure, I've sort of a bit like, ah, oh, he's okay. Mm. This one has animated faces and things. He's got uh, his tail can come in the same yellow color as his uh, suit, mm-hmm. or he's got a black tail that you know you can swap uh, out. Swap and it out. Yep. Like these ones, because they don't have the fish or you know whatever character, they've gone to town with the accessories yep. and stuff. So very very cool line. Um, quite affordable as well. Thirty USD each. Yeah, that's good. One hundred and ninety-five dollars for the whole set. And when you're comparing with you know ultimates and things from Super Seven, you're paying like. You know, a, quite a bit more. You're looking at fifty-five, 55 US, yeah. Those, so I think coming in at the thirty USD is a, a really good entry point for mm. them. And uh, yeah, I mean they've got a bit of a, uh, you know, wavy history and things, but they pulled through with their the mad, mad balls, balls yeah, and stuff. So praise, you know, give them credit where credit's due, and there haven't been too many quality complaints and. And yep. that about that. So um, I think uh, this is a line to watch. And if you're definitely if you're an Earthworm Jim fan, there's not much else That's out right. there. That's right. There's so. not a lot to choose from. So, yeah, yeah. jump on these uh, if you love your Earthworm Jim for sure. Mm. Now, Ben, I've seen a little bit. I'll let you talk to this mostly. But just to uh, intro this a little bit, um, I'm jealous. Now, <laughs> we, we, we love the guys over at uh, My Wife Is Going to Kill Me podcast. They, uh, they shout us out quite regularly. But... Basically, in essence, these guys—they're they're big Mythic Legions fans. Of course, yep. They love it. They talk about it all the time. I think they even do their own customs and yep. all sorts of stuff. Yep. Um, and then the the Legions, Mythic Legions team, obviously became aware of them to the point where they just went, "You know what? There's Legion Con coming up. Uh, let's make our own figures based on these guys who podcast and regularly talk about our 100%. product." Now, all I'm saying is Hasbro, if you're listening. I'd love a Marvel Legends like Toy Power team. Yep, that yep. Would, that would be a really cool like, you know, four four pack. But uh, anyway, um, Ben, do you want to take us through this uh, amazing set that we've yeah, got here? Yeah, yeah, I will. So I'm big. Uh, my wife is going to kill me fan. Uh, I, I but I'm not a huge Mythic Legions fan. So mm. I actually had to give a shout out to John Clawfield, who is our master of Mythic Legions in our uh, podcasting Discord. So he broke it down for me, so uh, I could understand it a bit better and uh, give the listeners a proper example of what we're looking at. So Legions Con exclusive two pack available at two day of Legions Con in New Jersey, Saturday the sixth of November this year. Standard versions of the figures single pack will be released next year. So you can get them either way. Uh, not just at the con. Not just at the okay, con. You've cool. just got to wait a little bit longer if you buy them outside of the con, which sure. is great, right? Very Something the uh, Four Horsemen do very, very well. Look after their worldwide mm. customer fan base. Each attendee can buy two of each sets for $100 each, which will let them make up the four characters. So the two-pack is named the Furious Four, right? <laughs> Furious Four, part of the Fury Clan subrace within the lore who have a black and red colour scheme. The pack contains two bodies and four heads to make up four named characters based on the fine folks from, you guessed it, the My Wife Is Going to Kill Me podcast. All right, here's the breakdown. So Lord Bushardi the Alpha, <laughs> based on, you guessed it, Stephen Bushardi. 
He has a gladiator helmet. The leader of the four, without Steve, the Lord <laughs> Bashadi. <laughs> you say it again. There would be no Furious Four. Just like Steve always says, there will be no podcast without him. He controls the dial, turns it from four to seven routinely. Okay, we've got Pelvius, master based on uh, Travis Bowles. He is a helmeted red skeleton. No one truly knows what the value Pelvius brings to the Fantastic <laughs> Four. Uh, Pelvicius uh, retains his powers by regularly stripping down to his bare bones and bathing in a mystical cauldron that recharges his magic. Just like, tra- <laughs> just like Travis in real life, who is in a real life, basically lives in his hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was this written by John? John put no, but this, this together. This is hundred percent. Well, this is what they bought, like as for the part of the release. Pretty like, much because this legions. Is, this is the the mythic legions. Uh, Four horsemen know these guys have been on right. uh, each other's shows yep. and things, and they've got them down to a T. Like Eric <laughs> uh, Eric Treadway have said that it's his favorite podcast. Right. Oh, you wow, know? Not not that I'm go. jealous or anything, but like, <laughs> so that yeah, they they know them so well. Nice. They've it based these characters around each of them. Uh, so uh, Petroni, based on Pete McCarthy, he is a red minotaur. The enforcer of the group, he is a huge, booming voice and a fear of fire extinguishing. And he, uh, he comes into contact with. Pete is a fire chief as his day job. Right. So Ewitt, based on Jeremy Dewitt, he is a bearded red oak. He is a herb, herbologist uh, using his skills to incapitate his foes. He shies away from direct combat, just like the chilled-out real-life Jeremy is. <laughs> All right, so the set will also come with a red jaguar head and tail, which is exclusive to the Legion's Con version and will also feature exclusive box art from Nate Barch. So the, the, uh, some of the, these wow. guys, like when my wife is going to kill me, um, found out, it was being announced and things. They were uh, live, you know, getting ready to podcast and stuff, and they got told just before they were podcasting. Oh, you should hear that episode. Jesus. It is just a, you know, a roll of Are four guys on, on, on high. <laughs> yeah. Just like, that just, would be an amazing. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty oh. crazy. So there's uh, some really, really freaking awesome art. Um, photo, sorry, I should say f- photography by uh, One Six Shooter of the four of them sitting together in a uh, sort of a den all clashing, you know, beer like, steins together like and Knights stuff. of the Round Table type exactly. thing. Like, and, yeah. and there's so many little, uh, you know, uh, Details. Uh, Easter eggs in this. So on the back wall it says, M- my wife is going to kill me yep. in, you know, MW, MW. whatever. Yep. And it's even uh, positioned. They've even got the guys sitting there in their positions that they sit at the table oh, each week. Wow. Wow. Right. Wow. If you zoom in close enough, there's dice because uh, Pete is a big uh, Dungeon. Dungeons and Dragons yep. dice player. And just, <laughs> just all these little Easter eggs in this picture. Damn, that's like, cool. They've just, they've just got such an amazing fan base that they have uh, somehow unlocked this by doing nothing but uh, praising Mythic Legions, you know, to the hills and uh, got themselves in action figure form. So my segue to this, because we can't top that, right? (sighs) We just just can't top that. We can't praise that. That is amazing, guys. You know, keep up the fantastic work. Keep doing nothing and getting this sort of stuff. (laughs) Um, uh, So, you know, massive praise from us uh, from Down Under. Um, so you've shouted out you want something from Hasbro. Scott, what company would you like a toy from, potentially, if, uh, if you know? Oh, look, fire up the, the machinery covered in dust from Toy Biz, <laughs> please. <laughs> nothing, 
massively articulated or highly detailed, just that nice, colourful, retro color, retro yeah. style figure. Thank you very much. Yep. Yep. For me, I, I want to be Shredder. Like, I want to I I be that, that, that character that, you, you know, you underneath. Going, you're going neck or you're going Playmates? They're no, probably... Playmates, man. Yeah, like, nice. just that you know, removable mask or something and he's got a goatee or something. Goatee. <laughs> just, that, just that, you know, Easter egg underneath that. Hey, you know. Um, just, you know, I don't I, look, It's all hypothetical and it's never going to happen, but I, I think it's just That's so cool. So, so yeah. amazing. And I just wanted to really reiterate that. You know, four guys that, or three guys that, you know, went to four and went to um, did do their podcast each week and just share the passion for toys. Now have four toys based around them. Which That's is such a cool like circle amazing. of life, yeah. like kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, so, oh, just just from doing something they love, yeah. and it's yeah. it culminated in this. Like, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, Good guys, is us. there anything actually stopping you from? Designing, manufacturing. Yes, was, you knew I was going to go there. If Davey yes. was here, that's exactly where he would have gone with Damn it. Damn it, boys. We asked you to make toys of yourself. Where <laughs> are they? <laughs> yeah, well, we don't quite have the resources of uh, of Mythic Legions as far as producing these sorts of things. Um, yeah. Go it's... on, sweep it back under the rug again so we all forget about it. <laughs> Look, look! Happy to uh, happy to work with someone who's a bit more uh, into the design side of things. I, 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 I don't have a great imagination for that sort of thing. Like, if someone was to show me and go, "Hey, Frank, this is you as a, you know, an yeah, orc 100%. or whatever it is," I'd go, "Wow, that's amazing!" But I can't visualize that in my own head as far as what sort of action figure I would be and attributes I would have. I think it's also hard to look at yourself objectively and go, what characteristics would you put into a character? I think you need a third party in the same way that Mythic Legions have done. They know the guys really well to uh, to, to make these figures based on them. Yeah. It's a really simple idea, guys. Ben could take a Clark Kent figure and he could write cheapest chips <laughs> on go. his T-shirt. <laughs> done. Thank you very much. Frank, Righto. you need a Tony Stark. We just paint over the moustache, <laughs> give him a laptop, Done. <laughs> Trent? Trent? Is there any figure that... Oh, Bookworm! From the 66 Batman retro line. That's already Trent. He doesn't have to do anything. So you've picked three fairly sort of mild-mannered, nerdy characters. These guys are getting bloody orcs and, yeah. and soldiers at war and skeletons. Mm. So, I mean, mm. I think there's a bit more imagination I've there gone life-like. Sort of... Yeah, yeah. Mm. You want to go bigger, bigger and better than life. Okay, well, we'll put a cape on Ben. We'll give you a, a laser gun, and <laughs> I think you, what you need you need our uh, you need our variants from like across the multiverse. Yeah. Oh, multiverse is yeah. that a segue? Segue. So in that terrifically not rehearsed uh, segue, <laughs> uh, we are going to now talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And if you haven't seen it already, A, what are you doing? And B, stop listening to this episode because we are going to spoil the hell out of it because quite frankly, it's along the lines of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's full of spoilers. Yep. You, you really can't do a non-spoilery review uh, of this movie. Correct, 100%. So I think we need to rewind it a little bit uh, and just say what an amazing experience we had all watching it. Yeah. 
where our mate Brett, who has uh, had multiple toy fairs and held and, and uh, has quite a few upcoming ones in the future already under his belt, locked in. He organised the event and cinema and we locked it out and had, uh, what, 25, 30 yeah. of us yep. mm-hmm. there and uh, he went to the extra um, level of having a little bit of a door prize, which yeah, a couple of uh, cool. participants walked home with a little prize, uh, you know, that tied into the Doctor Strange movie, uh, which is I just thought was just icing on the cake. Yeah, he didn't you have know? to do any of no. this. He basically contacted us and go, hey, who's keen? Yeah. This is the day. Gave us, it, gave us like months in yeah, advance notice. Heaps of notice. notice. Yeah. And yep. then he's like, oh, P.S., I've got a little door prize. And it's the sort yep. of cinema that, you know, you could, you know, there's a bar there. You can have yes. a drink and take yep. and take yep. one yep. in with you and stuff. Like it was – and then, you know, to, to go into a, a cinema where there was, it said, 25, 30 people that we knew, you know, 80% of the people in there, it was it was a very different experience. And so when people were <gasps> – and, and, you know, reacting to what was happening on the screen, you felt part of it type yes. thing rather yep. than just annoyed by the rando who's yep. making noise in the corner. Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. Like, it was, it's, how special was it to have our own private yeah. screen? Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And it was interesting because they'd sit there – everyone was in there and the guy was like – Oh, cool. I'll start the movie now. And it's like he's just gone the, the next door across, hit play, straight in. No trailers, no, yeah. no nothing. Oh, wow. yeah. Which that, was just I weird. Need, I needed a little bit of a warm-up. i got to say, I yeah. wasn't a huge fan of that. Maybe one trailer would have been enough, but uh, no trailers whatsoever and just have the Marvel logo, uh, logo come up. Come yeah. up. I'm like, oh, oh, oh shit. We're, we're oh, here. Yeah, we're yeah, here. Yeah, oh, yeah. I loved it. I loved Because yeah, to yeah. me, it recreated that thing at home where you, when you're ready, you press play yeah. and you're straight yeah. into it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Wonderful. Very cool and very affordable. It came out cheaper yeah. than a uh, regular cinema Definitely. ticket. So yep. I think that's because we booked it out. Like we had the, yeah, every we had the numbers, taken. yeah. That's right. So fantastic, uh, you know. Shout out to Brett. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So um, it starts off and we've got the octopus uh, fight scene. Uh, what's his name? Is it Shumagoroth? That's, oh, that's hang a on, you're jumping ahead a bit, isn't it? The, there's the... It's oh, like this a, is like the demon in the demon where they're the trying realms. to get the book of Ashanti, and it's yes. like a cloth-based sort of monster. The one you're thinking about is when they're on the street. Yes, uh, oh, of and course. It, yeah, yep. yeah, okay, sorry. A bit later. Yep, yep. But yeah, essentially, it's it's a very strange beginning. Pardon the pun, because you're straight into it, and straight away you're going, "Where are they? What is this? Uh, is this a flash Doc, forward? Is it a flash different? He's yeah. got a different. He's got a different hairstyle. He's got a different outfit." He's he's running along with this character we haven't been introduced to, and generally there was a bit where I'm going, did he press play like <laughs> 25 minutes into the movie? Because and and even that the scene in particular feels very climactic, like this is the big boss final fight scene thing. Um, and you know, you ask Ali, my wife said to me, she goes, I actually asked myself, she goes, is this a dream sequence? And yeah. sure enough, that's exactly what it was. So I thought it was a very bold slash interesting choice yep. to to start a movie that way. Yeah. And then we've got the uh, the squid or octopus yeah. character with the you one eye. You might be right with the name there. Yeah, yeah that's was, what jumped he, into my head. He yeah. was a... Shumagoroth. Um, Shumagoroth, yeah. He was a playable character in one of the yeah, Marvel, uh, Marvel, Marvel Capcom yeah, yeah, yeah. games. So that's where I know him from. So he was pretty cool. And seeing him and... Uh, I, I thought that was a very cool uh, fight scene and all that jazz. And um, I really like that they're getting to that deep cut now that mm. they're showing us characters like that. Yep. And then, of course, America comes back and I just couldn't, I, all through the movie, I couldn't wrap my head around, oh, America, come here. America, come do that. Yep. Don't, don't do that, America. And it's like, <laughs> well, could, appar- apparently, because I asked the same question to my wife and just went, just, just 
That's strange. She goes, do you know what? In Latino culture, America is actually quite a common okay. name. Wow. Right. Okay. You know, so it's not unusual. Like she was aware of it, but I was a bit the same as you. I was like, it felt distracting to have the name of a country yes. being the name yeah. of a character. I was like, Australia, come over yeah. here. Like yeah. it just it, it sounds foreign to us, but to, to you know, to different cultures, that's yep. just how they do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. What did we, what do we think? Being the, of most of the cast, she was the one who was, uh, the newest character, as far as you obviously see, they set her up for things going on. What do we think of of her as a character and her performance and stuff? Very interesting character, very interesting skill set to bring yeah. to the universe. She's a, a great piece to put on the board. Who's not just a character, but is now also a plot device yeah. for everything going forward at the same time. Hundred percent. She wasn't what I was expecting. She was going to be able to do and things like that. I had no idea that she just could open up portals and jump between them. So I went in, I'm like, oh, is that, that what we're doing? Yep. You know, and that's that's a skill. But it was a very unique skill that I had no concept of any other character in any other toy line, universe, uh, property, having yep. that sort of uh, ability. Mm. So that was like, wow, okay, cool. Got to wrap my head around that ability. Uh, I, I liked it. I got mm. used to it and things, but I just but the the whole America, as I said before, uh, <laughs> it kind was, of took you out yeah, of it a bit. Yeah. yeah. No. All right. So can can we talk like the scene? Because when you when you walk out of this movie, there is there is one scene that everyone talks about straight away. Can we go straight there? Are we going conspiracy? Or are we going Illuminati? Illuminati, yeah. Illuminati. Well, look, <laughs> there was one point in this movie where when a certain character came up on the screen, <laughs> I had to stop myself from jumping up out of my <laughs> seat and screaming, Hell yes! <laughs> and the only thing that stopped me from doing that was knowing the fact that Davey was sitting in the seat behind me and he probably would have flogged me for it. <laughs> wow, finally, finally, we have the Fantastic Four, or at least one member one of the team, yep. one yep. member. They've acknowledged the existence exactly. of them. They are out there. Yep. They exist. Yes, we Didn't had Mr. Fantastic <laughs> himself. Yep. Didn't you guys get lost in the 60s? Wasn't that the that the line? Yes. From uh, which Which implies that, They've been around for a lot longer than we perhaps realise. I, I feel like that was a bit of a, a bit of a, a nod of the hat line. But yes, we got the Illuminati. We got and look, casting. It's it's the dream casting, right? Isn't it's it? the one that everybody wanted. Um, uh, it was just so good to to see that. Happen. I was super excited, and I got to be honest with you, I probably missed the next ten minutes of the film <laughs> and what happened. That's all you can so see in front of you. I'm just yeah. going to listen to you guys talk about. It. You can fill my memory in on what happened during <laughs> that scene. That was more exciting than Xavier coming on on screen. Well, see, because we knew that, yeah, right? exactly. Because of the trailer, yep. you saw, yep. you heard his voice, and you heard the music build up yep. in the background, the cartoon. Oh, that was so. That was, the music yeah. was was great. Yep. Um, but yeah, I almost wish in the trailer they hadn't clued you into Xavier coming because then because as soon as you almost as soon as you see them walk up with the robots that's that's the splice you see in the trailer so you knew all right Xavier's coming now I almost would have rather have done it the other way give us this maybe not Reed Richards I think that's a cool reveal but give us like the other ones who was there um Black Bolt from the Inhumans yes that was a cool reveal to see him that being the same actor who was in the Inhumans TV show, yep. yeah, which was that horrific as it was, so much he better. was he was yeah. one of the best part, better yeah. parts of that rather awful show. 
Um, so I think it was great that he was able to actually have the sense of humor, if you will, to, yep. to sort of come yep. back and do that. You know, we had our Captain Marvel variant, which was basically Monica Rambeau Monica from from the TV show. So that, or from the movie, sorry. Peggy first. Carter, Captain. Peggy, that was, that was awesome. another cool one, yeah, right? Yeah. But I would have soon have seen it. Oh, yeah, Peggy Carter. That's the tease to get you in, and then Xavier is like the the. Yeah, the, the cherry yeah. on top. Yes, the yes. music. Yep. the the yellow wheelchair. Like, oh my yeah. god, it was yep. so nineties. It yep. was amazing. Yeah, nah, so so agree. Did anyone see that? Uh, you know, Scarlet Witch was going to be the big bad, or did we think there was going to be a bit of a team up? There was talks of that really early on, yeah. where people were like, oh, the rumor is she's the villain. She's the villain, and then they sort of really dialed back on that and. Sam Raimi and anyone who was being interviewed just sort of went, oh, look, it's multiverse. It could be anything. So they really tried to throw people off the scent. And that was actually in the movie. It was revealed sort of pretty early on yes, when, you yes. know, he's saying, Wanda, I need your help. I need you. Oh, we just have to bring America here. And even I stopped and went, hang on a second. Mm-hmm. And then she stops and goes, I didn't tell you. You didn't tell me her name, did you? And that was yeah. like, it's one of those things you see in movies. done. And then boom, from that point, she was just full on villain. And yet, assuming you know the events of WandaVision and what happened there. And they do enough if you yes, haven't seen yep, that show to yep. say, hey, it's basically about a mother wanting to get her kids back. Like how can you not have a bit of a heart for that story and and almost kind of root for the villain in, in that way? So, yeah, it was – I don't know. It's hard because you, if you know what she did in WandaVision, literally spellbound an entire town to have this imaginary family – what she's doing now isn't really that uh, much of a bridge yeah, to get there. Yeah, yeah. But I thought her performance was phenomenal. Oh, she, I thought she was almost stealing the movie, and that's 100%. That, but that's yeah. what. But I look back on it and think that's what you want the villain to do. You almost want the the sign of a good movie is that you root for the villain, or you think the p- performance of the villain is so good that it outweighs the hero. Yep. And uh, yeah, I just thought she was. Yeah, amazing. But I hope that's not the end of her. I, I can't imagine it will. Someone like, like there was a point where because she sort of uh, with multiverse stuff, she ends up going back to talk to her own self, uh, set in Westview mm. type thing, and there's that sort of thing going on, and you you see the sort of uh, I guess the appearance of her conscience right at the end when she realizes what she's doing and how she's hurting you know America and all this sorts of stuff. And I was I was waiting, Scotty and I, were, and I think Sam Cripps, we were talking about us. It was like, come on, just just say like, no more mutants, right? There was yes. that moment where you go, she's gonna snap. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a famous Marvel storyline where Wanda basically has a mental breakdown and utters the words, no more mutants, and 98 percent of the mutants in the world yeah. just are depowered and don't exist. Don't yeah. exist. So I now was wondering if they were gonna flip that and from some sort of mental break. That's how she creates mutants. Brings them into the universe. Yeah. Brings them into the the, the, the six one six universe. We like. I did love the little drop of the numbers as well. Mm-hmm. The fact that and that's what they use in the comics. So six one six is the Earth, yes. the universe yep. that, that we know. So yep. yeah, you're right. Wanda, total total scene stealer, yeah. total babe. Like ah, yep. oh, yep. she can do it all. It yep. was the WandaVision movie from yeah. from my memory and feelings in the day following and talking to other guys about yep. it. Yep. That's what it was. It was a WandaVision movie. Yeah. And as much as Doctor Strange is supposed to be the primary character, he, he was no, he was just a you know, like a a cast member on the on the side, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I did take my kids and I did kind of regret that because it yeah. was a little bit horror-esque and there are a few jump scenes and things that they got a bit like, I want to go home now yeah. uh, sort, sort of scenarios. But I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. You know, we'll, we'll push through it. And, um, you know, remember it, it's named after you. You're Scarlet. You know, <laughs> Just trying to, trying to, you know, yeah. move the, um, take the vision off that type thing. Uh, I thought I, I loved, I loved the horror aspect though. I, Got pre-warned that it was going to be horror, yep. then forgot that it was going to be horror, until and then until it. I saw it, I'm like, oh no, it's yeah. uh, it is quite, uh, but it's more jump scares and it's right. You say horror, it's it's a Disneyfied yeah. version yep. of of horror. I mean, it's Sam Raimi who is not known for sort of you know like yep. torture porn type sort of no, stuff. No, no, no like way. it's, um, but yeah, it's jump it's, scares. It's it's how characters even move yes, at some points. Yes, like yep. Wanda in particular, yep. there's a scene where she's climbing out of a portal and it's. You know, her body's contorting like yes. something yep. out of the yep. ring, I think was the example. Yeah, like, but, but it's breaking that Marvel mould, though. Yes. That, and that's what I... Re- I loved it for that reason, that it broke that mould uh, and things. And that's why I felt more than comfortable to bring the girls along. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, maybe it it's wasn't scary. super appropriate yeah. for them. But, you know, hey, they've got to see it, it, these sort of things eventually. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it for that reason, and I love uh, Bruce Campbell uh, sort of little wacky appearance in it. <laughs> I, I, that was a big cheer yeah. that I didn't expect, and yep. uh, not needed, but welcomed. I think know? it's good because in a movie like that, you're right, where there are these really sort of borderline graphic scenes, yep. and oh, this is a bit scary and a bit intense. You need that that snap back to ha This is a yeah. comic book movie at the end of the day. Yeah. Have a laugh. Yeah. Um. You know. Again, we're well into spoilers now, but he's the the post post credit scene yeah. right at the end yes. where he's yep. was he punching himself punching in himself. the face yeah. for like three weeks. Three or weeks. Something yes. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. And then of course there was the other sort of earlier post credit scene where. Oh, I, was about I, to say, I, I thought it was the girl from Eternals, but that's no. not right. So. Oh, no, yes. I, I was about to say Cameron Diaz. It's not Cameron Diaz. Who is it? It's Shelley Theron. That's the one. Thank yes. you. And they're doing, yeah, and she's with Stephen Strange mm-hmm. after he's revealed his third eye. Third eye, yeah. yes. Third that's... eye blind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and do we know you know who she is? Who she's, her character is meant to be? Shelley Theron? Yeah, she's probably a little younger than I thought she would have been, but she's clear. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, so clear. Basically, I mean, like a lot of the, if you go into the real history of these characters, it's very long-winded and changing all the time. But essentially, uh, a, a sorceress, sort of on par with Doctor Strange, and acts as a bit of a love interest type oh, character okay, in cool. places. Uh, yes. So, yep. um, and her, she looks like she she sliced the air and created a, a portal, and that's one of her powers that she can sort of, yep. a bit like America Chavez, but a sort of bit more control over it, and she can do some other cool things as well. So yeah. you're right, typically she's presented as having sort of white hair and, and, and a bit older, but, you know, I think Charlie's Theron sort of... Very easy on the eye. Fits, oh. the, yeah, fits the mould as a yes. bit of a, you know, age-appropriate, uh, you know, p- potential flame for uh, for Doctor Strange. So. Beautiful. So, guys, there was an action sequence during the middle of the movie oh, yes. where... Doctor Strange and America were tumbling through the multiverse out of control, yeah. and we yes, see all these wonderful right. scenes. Yep. You remember yep. the pa- where they're in the paint Paints, universe, the paint world. <laughs> Can anyone remember any background characters that we might have seen oh, as they tumbled so through those fast. multiverses? So fast. Uh, That's I, the sort of thing that when the movie drops digitally, people are going to be like, "Here's the 153 cameos <laughs> you missed yeah. from Doctor Strange 2. Like, I, I just appreciated the different levels of animation and whatever. Like you had styles. Yeah, yeah, you had everything from the um, 
sort of wool universe, you know, yeah. uh, uh, that sort of thing. And the Spidey-verse uh, yeah. animation. Mm, yep. uh, just all that wacky. The, the only one that I didn't uh, see, which I would have loved, is it like a claymation universe. <laughs> I think that was an <laughs> opportunity cool. they could have yep. done. Yeah. Or an action figure universe, like a toy. <laughs> oh, toys. of course. Toys, yes. you know, As if Hasbro didn't request yeah. that. Like. Just, just, you know, it didn't need to be long, just a couple of split seconds, just a slow motion action, you know, of yeah. the act of potentially the figures that yeah. uh, you know are yet to be released or whatever, <laughs> uh, falling or doing something. And yep. yeah, but I love that you know that wackiness, and it just helped me believe how many multitudes of universes yeah. there are, and you know it just opens up the opportunity for even more, more characters. Yeah. yeah. So Scotty, you sound like you've got a, a couple of cameos in mind when you mentioned that. I saw one that stood out to me. There was, uh, in one of the multiverses, a character I recognised as the Living Tribunal. Oh. And he's wow. like a, he's like, he's not a celestial, but he's on that sort of level. And he's more of um, like a, a judgment and tribunal to events that happen across the universe and the multiverse. And he's... um. A Do you have multiple faces? He's got three yeah. faces. Yeah, yep. that's right. And what you vaguely saw was sort of the, the purple mauve hood that he has, but you could clearly see uh, a giant gold or bright yellow face. Mm. It's, a, it's a mask, so it's not an actual human right. uh, emotional face. It is a mask, essentially. So that's what I saw that stood out very clearly as they were tumbling through the multiverses. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. And then, of course, we thought there was going to be a bit of a um, Marvel Zombies aspect to the film. There was a lot of rumours and things that uh, Marvel Zombies was going to come back and stuff. But it, they sort of twisted it around that it was a resurrection of uh, of Doctor Strange. Of, of a variant of Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, but it, yeah, sorry, it still yeah. moved in the way that he was a zombie and stuff. Yeah. I, I love that uh, and things. And just the evolution of that character and how he absorbed those spirits and things yeah. and sort of branched out and made him even stronger and yeah. stuff. That was really cool, but quite scary for a... Um, yeah. Well, that's it. Like the penultimate old. fight scene, you got Doctor Strange with half a flesh-eaten face just trying to, you know, help America Chavez ultimately win the day. And you just go, like, it's phenomenal CG because they've got Disney money, but it just, yeah, you've got these real big close-ups of Doctor Strange trying to smile with you can see half <laughs> yeah. his back rows of teeth you know yeah. like it's it's creepy i also loved as far as the zombie aspect the way there's like a chase scene where wanda's chasing them like down through the sewers and stuff yeah. yes and yeah. she's getting more and more beat up as they go you know strange is trying to block her by throwing bricks and all sorts of stuff and she ends up like limping she's holding her yeah. side blood's coming down her face and i'm like that's a zombie right there. Yeah, like yeah. you had that yep. real sort of, I'm unstoppable yeah. and I'm injured, but I'm still coming for yeah. you. Zombie very very carry look to her yes. with the yeah, blood. Yeah. Uh, she cool. did. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's very spectacular. Actually, It was. Yeah. It was yep. cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we go around the room and rate it out of 10 or 19? Sorry. DVG style. Yeah. Look, I, for all the stuff we've talked about, all your cameos and this and that, it felt like a bit of a linking movie to me oh, where you just go, the movie, if you took it on a, on its on face value, you go, it's a pretty weird story, just on its own thing. But because of what it did with Wanda, because of the you know the Illuminati stuff, the the multiverse that it essentially opens up, it's this, it's, dare I say, it's this portal and links to off to all this other stuff. I really like what they did with Wong as well. He's a character we haven't yes. talked about. Yep. Um, him and Strange have that great sort of byplay between the two of them. But, um, yeah, so it it. 
I think as a as a self contained movie, it sits in a weird place for me. It's certainly not in my top five MCU, but certainly not in the bottom five either. They can't all be, you know, yeah. Spider Man, yep. No Way yep. Homes type mm-hmm. or Endgame mm-hmm. type level things. Um, so look, uh, with that in mind, I'm going to give it a. I'm going to go 14, 14 out of nineteen. My initial assessment on only one watch, and I'm very keen to watch it again, is to give it a 10 out of 19. However, there is a caveat. I'm going to give it an additional four points from Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic (laughs) Four. (laughs) You know what? Even before that, right, there's this lead up to that scene where, uh, who's it, Christine, I think this is whatever version she's worked in, whatever multiverse we're in, sorry, and she's like a scientist. She's captured America Chavez. And, oh, what is this place? And goes, oh, no, I work in the Baxter, Baxter building. building. And I was sitting next to Scotty at the screening. And we, I'm just, I'm just sort yeah. of like almost <laughs> held his hand going, yeah. He has. He's reached over and squeezed my hand. <laughs> and we had a moment. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there it is. And honestly, going into it, that's kind of what I was, Ali and I were talking on the way in. You're going, all right, predictions. You know, it could be anything. Yeah. And yeah. I said, I said, there'll be a Fantastic Four reference. I just don't know if it'll be on screen, if it's just a name. And then so when that happened, I was like, cool, I'm happy with that. Next thing you know, old mate John Krasinski rocks in wearing the, the stretchy underpants and uh, and it was all on from there. Nice combination of uniforms from different iterations. He's sporting the beard. Look, guys, realistically, 14 out of 19 is my score for this film. Sure. Fair enough. I really, really like this film, aside from the fact that my kids were getting a bit restless in the sense they were a bit scared. I'm sorry to interrupt, but can we talk about your kids for a second? Can you tell us what happens to one of your Uh, kids while we're watching the movie? And the fact, so one of them was like getting quite scared. Yeah. And the other one leans over and taps me on the shoulder. I've lost my tooth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, what? So so good. You know, first impression, just shut up, we'll get you a new one. uh, And then it's like, oh, you've lost your tooth. I hate. I hate anything dental. Like I've had so much work done on my um, mouth. I just like, you know, wobbly tooth and stuff like that. I can deal with the most graphic, you know, um, know, blood and guts and things. But Mm. when someone's wobbly tooth playing with their bloody teeth uh, (laughs) with their tongue, it just sends shivers down my spine. And I'm like, go away, go to (laughs) mum. I can't deal with it. I still, I just can't. I hate it. Fair enough. Uh, So um, yeah, I just, that just wigged me out hard as well. (laughs) So aside from all that uh, jazz, I really love the horror aspect. I really love the cameo aspects of uh, Xavier and especially, you know, Mr. Fantastic. That was, that was just amazing like mm. that was blo- i was blown away as soon as i the movie finished i went and shook uh scott and i'm like <laughs> there it is man <laughs> it is. Like, you yeah. did it uh, i was just so excited uh i'm gonna give this a lot higher rating than you guys and pro- and i mean it, you know hype of the new movie and all but sure. i just uh i just thought it was awesome 17 out of 19 Ooh, oh, was, very good i just it, it's so much to talk about in this movie yep. that uh we're probably just skimming the surface and yep. uh but Highly recommend everyone to go see it. And what's next? Love and Thunder. Love is and next, Thunder so is only uh, a month. Six or, weeks or yeah. at the time we record. Yeah, not very far away. I think even, well, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Oh, in the Jurassic next World, the uh, third part yep. is coming out We've in got a couple of weeks. Kenobi so. in like a week's time yep. from yeah, this recording. Yes, Love, Death and Robots, boys. I know it was uh, on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I, unfortunately, I've had so much going on. I've only watched a couple of episodes, right? Like yep. season, and I'm a huge advocate for this. <laughs> season one was perfect. Like the 19 out of 19 rating. Yep. 
season two really dropped the ball. Mm. Like it just didn't have that wow factor. A couple of cool episodes and things. I'd rate that maybe 12 out of 19. Yeah, wow. Right? I've, I've watched three episodes of the, the third season, season now, right? And the first episode of the new season is a throwback to the first episode of the first season. Oh, right? and it's okay. just like... From that moment, I'm like, this I mean, is brilliant. This is just exactly <laughs> going back to what, made what I wanted. Like, just, <laughs> just really uh, thought-provoking robotic, you know, stuff and or death or yep. you know, love and situations. Just, <laughs> just fantastic. So it's off to a really, really good start. Nice. The um, episodes I've watched, and I am hanging out to find the time to to watch the rest Beautiful. of the series. So yeah, I think very cool. I think also in the last week we've had a trailer for She-Hulk uh, yes. series as well. That looked a bit wacky, didn't it? If if I, I mean, that, yeah, from Scott, my opinion, yeah. Scotty, what do you think? Oh, look, I'm I haven't seen the trailer, but She-Hulk, and I know I've mentioned the Fantastic Four like a thousand times already. <laughs> she's a stand-in character for the Fantastic yeah, Four. She is. I'm super excited yep. for her to be on screen. Um, the actress of Got on board, Tatiana. Yep. She's amazing. Very, very good yep. uh, actress. What was she in? Uh, was it Black Orphan? Yeah, Orphan, yeah. Orphan Black. Orphan Black. Sorry, nice. she plays yeah. like yeah. She where it's a like a whole split personality thing yes. where she plays about ten different characters mm-hmm. in any one given episode. As soon as I heard they cast her, I was like, cool. Yeah, I mean, safe. Um, yeah, there have been some comments about the the CG looking a little bit rough in the trailer as far as. Uh, you know, people have been comparing her to Shrek from uh, oh, or wow. Princess Fiona. Oh wow! Okay. Um, That's a bit and harsh. look, I, I look at that. Yeah, I go one. It's a bit harsh. Two, you go at the end of the day. Yes, it's Disney money, but it is television CG at the end of it. Um, and you also go. Do you know what? They got heaps of time to polish okay, that. And, uh, just just now rewind it. So it is release. a TV show, not a movie. It's a, se- yeah, it's a, it's se- a TV okay. series right, on yes, Disney Plus. Right, yeah, right. No one told me about that for Moon Knight. It's good to know that I'm not looking through the uh, the old newspapers <laughs> of uh, session times. That's it uh, for She Hop. Good, good yeah. to know. Good so to know. yeah, lots of lots of cool content coming our way. Um, I think that about does it for today, boys, unless we've got anything else. I've got a shout-out. Uh, yeah. So Trent is absent uh, tonight, obviously. Election he's, night. Uh, election yep. night. Yep. But I also think he's uh, using his old thumbs and uh, things. Whoa, get, whoa, this getting, is not that kind of show. Uh, getting, um, you know, ready for the, uh, you know, gaming and things because yeah. I, uh, he and myself were on the Hack the Dino podcast oh, the other night nice. and, uh, over at Ben Rosenthal's house, mm-hmm. and he has a absolutely outstanding Nintendo and video game collection. And he's actually got an arcade machine yeah. and he showed us the arcade machine. It's tra- it was set up for Street Fighter 2 and things like yep. that. And he said, oh, what do you want to play? I've got a few cartridges that you can uh, throw in there. Mm. He's like, Street Fighter 2 or um, Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> Let's play that. And, like, if you've ever played Marvel Cap- Capcom, it is just balls to the yeah. wall craziness. 55 hit combos and just mm-hmm. wackiness Ridiculous, and just, yeah. you know, put that thing on turbo and you might as well be uh, snorting cocaine, you know, <laughs> right off the deck. It's just, it's just insane. Like, I just freaking love it. Like, playing characters like Venom and, yeah. you know, War Machine. And, Huge uh, roster, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, just, just so much fun. So, um, so yeah, we recorded a few episodes. Uh, big setup with the Twitch and things. Like, yep. we're on camera and everything. Uh, lots of fun. We talked about the um, LJN entering the video game market, uh, mm-hmm. producing uh, uh, games like uh, Alien 3 and Crash, Incredible Crash Test Dummies, yep, but yep. also the tie-in with toys being Thundercats, uh, you know, all those mm-hmm, sort of lines sure. and stuff. So it was a really, really fun episode. 
to record and um, yeah, it'll be coming out same day, I believe, as this episode drops. So check out Hack the Dino for Trent and Ben's appearance on that. Perfect. All right. Um, Guys, as a as a guest on the show, I would like to repay your hospitality. Um, for the upcoming episode, the follow-on episode for this one here, I have secretly organized a, a guest Ooh. who specializes in a very unique but very well-known toy property. Oh, okay. oh gosh. That, okay, you're going to have to think out... Can any more cryptic or... Uh, well, you're going to have to think outside of the box to solve this puzzling enigma before next week. You know you've got to tell us these things. You can't just book people on the show and, like, not tell us. No, I'm going to do that. It's good fun. Okay. There's okay. more coming as well. All right. <laughs> I'll just scratch my head in anticipation. Yeah, Unfortunately, we'll this guest comes with some large ginger baggage. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay, that uh, that might solve the riddle, I think. <laughs> it's Rob McCallum again. Oh, oh sorry, Rob, love wow. you. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's been wonderful as always. Big shout out to our Patreons. Love having you guys on board. Let's see a few more of you on the Discord. And I don't know how the rest goes. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted to run the show, no Trent, so... Uh, Yes, thanks to the Patreons. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, Look um, after yourselves. Yep. See you around the toilet. Take toy care. Else. See you Take around care. the. That's it. See you yep. around the toilet. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places: Facebook.com/slash Toy Power Podcast, at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us. Podcast at gmail.com Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.